Joe Sanchez Show, and I'm your host, Joe Sokolovsky-Sanchez. Welcome to the first episode of the Joe Sanchez Show. Okay, give you guys a little bit about me. My name, obviously, is Joe Sokolovsky-Sanchez. I'm a 13-year veteran of the United States Army. I'm a blue-collar worker, diesel mechanic, and conservative activist. Today's first story, on Wednesday, March 21st, Austin bomber Mark Anthony Condit basically killed himself after police were effectively coming in to apprehend him. Now, his death brings in a lot of questions, uh, one of which, uh, in 2012, he wrote about being a conservative. Um, nothing has come about this, no one has said anything However, it does bring into a lot, of, a lot of question. Was he radicalized? Did he suffer a trauma? Was he bullied? Did he receive bomb training? How did he learn how to make bombs? These are a lot of questions that uh, uh, authorities should be providing in the next couple of weeks that we haven't heard or seen as of yet because they are they are uh, playing it very very. Uh, close to the vest, as it were. However, do not be too surprised if the left, for some reason, well, we know what reason, attempts to turn this around into something anti-conservative and use it as a cudgel to further push conservatives outside of the public square. Also, on Wednesday, congressional leaders received the uh, 2,200th 32-page omnibus bill, basically blowing past all sorts of fiscal responsibility. And let's see here, $1.3 trillion, and this is some of the things that it does. We have insurance company bailouts, Obamacare bailouts, an increase for na- a increase in spending for national security, funds the New York, New Jersey Gateway Tunnel Project, Massive increase to the federal transportation programs. However, $1.6 billion for uh, border security. Of that, $641 million for fencing. Reauthorizes flood insurance without forms. And increases the Department of Education's budget by $3.9 billion to $70.9 billion, thus increasing the United States Department of Education's uh, continued efforts to increase their footprint into the educational sector at the uh, state and local level. What are we doing? I mean, seriously, we are, our current national debt stands at $21 trillion. Why are we doing this? Why did we send Republicans to the Hill? Why did we give them this government? Oh, yeah, that's right, because they were going to rein in federal spending, they were going to instill uh, programs and legislation that fit our values, yet every single time we send them up to bat, swing and a miss, swing and a miss, the only thing that they've gotten done within the last six months is tax cuts, that's it, and they expect us to vote for them, to continue to vote for them. Now I'm starting to understand why I hear many conservatives saying they're thinking about leaving the Republican Party. I'm of the same thought process. But the truth is, if we continue down this path, we're going to breach the point of no return. There's going to be a point in which we're not going to be able to come back from this. And we need to start addressing these issues. Not now, 
not just now, but I mean, we've, we've needed to address these issues years ago. We need to start doing something now, today. Because if not, forget a fiscal cliff. It's going to be just straight up fiscal suicide if we don't get a handle on this and get a handle on this very, very soon. But more to come as more comes out. However, our main story, actually before we, we, we get to the main story... As you guys know, uh, recently there was a uh, there was a tragic shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida, which is in uh, Broward County. Seventeen teenagers were shot and killed tragically by one Nicholas Cruz, a man who a young man who never, 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 never should have uh, should have had a rifle in his hands at all. He demonstrated on more than one occasion to police, school authorities, so on and so forth that he should not have been out in the world on his own recognizance because he was a danger to himself and he was a danger to everyone around him. Yet he was allowed to go out on his own recognizance, out onto the streets. And thus we have what happened in Parkland. However, since then, you've probably heard many things. You've probably heard people say, talk about how the NRA is a terrorist organization and how they they lobby to have our children killed and this that and the other well uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because let let's let's talk about some of that lobbying this will be our before we get to the main story our uh, our myth debunking and other chicanery so the myth is is that the NRA spends more lobbying than any other group. False. According to opensource.com, or pardon me, .org, I'm sorry, they are not even in the top 20. As a matter of fact, if, you, if you've been listening long enough and you know what's going on, you probably know who's in the, who's in the top spending. Top uh, 20 for spending. Hell, even in the top 50 for spending. And if you guessed the chamber of quote-unquote commerce, you would be absolutely correct. Between the uh, between the years of 1998 to 2017, the Chamber of Commerce spent exactly $1.4 billion in lobbying alone. Hmm. Wow. How much did the NRA spend? Oh, I'm glad you asked. $47.7 million from 1998 to to 2017. That's all from, that's, by the way, that's all from opensource.org. Now, how much did the NRA spend in 2017? Depending on who you ask, somewhere between four and five million, according to some, according to some estimates. Who spent the most in 2017? Chamber of Commerce at 82.1 million dollars. Who spent the least? Oracle Group at 12.3 million dollars for 2017. So why is it that the the NRA gets this this bad rap for lobbying when we so obviously see that other people are outspending them almost 20 to 1? Well, it's easy. The NRA is a, an organization of between 5 and 6 million 6 million members strong and they they're very good at what they do. They're extremely good at what they do. And because they're so good at what they do, because they're so effective at what they do, 
that makes it in that makes it into the spotlight. And yes, they do have and yes, they do have power. I'm a member. However, they are not spending as much as you think they are. I don't know why the left seems to think that oh, the NRA spends so much money. Mm, not really. And I mean, you can go throughout opensource.com and check them out. There's also a hill piece from uh February of last year that describes the top uh, 50 lobbying groups and how much they spend, which leads us to our very last story of the day. So you have the students from Parkland. They de- they decide that they're going to have a march on D.C., in which they pretty much trash the area, just like any uh, leftist march. Yeah, so much for the environment, right? But uh, The Guardian put out a quote-unquote manifesto. Ooh, a manifesto. With about nine or ten things in which they're asking for. Two of which are actually worth mentioning, and the rest I, I, I really... However, in the interest of fairness, I'm going to address each point one by one. So, the first one, high-velocity rounds. This is they they want to ban high velocity rounds. Um okay. So um what's your metric? What's your what's your definition of a high velocity round? We talk in 500 feet per second, 1000 feet per second, 1500, 2, 3. What's your definition? How are you defining it? Because if let's say, for instance, you were to put a ban on anything over 2,500 feet per second in muzzle velocity, you would pretty much ban just about every rifle that fires anything above 556 NATO. Wow, you just turned millions of gun owners into criminals. Way to go. Way to go. So again, what is it you're trying to do here? Are you, you do you really want common sense gun reforms, or do you just want to ban guns? Because from what the sound, from what this is telling me, you just want to ban guns. You're, you're not interested in in solving violence. You're interested in restricting rights. That's basically what that tells me. So next, <clears throat> ban all semi-autos. Seriously? No, I, I'm 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 being dead serious. Seriously? You do realize that every legal gun out there owned by hundreds of Americans are semi-automatic. We have shotguns, sporting rifles, pistols, both semi-automatic, and wheel guns are actually technically semi-automatic. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I gunsplaining? Am I gunsplaining? Good, because uh, uh, obviously, with something this dumb, you need to know. You need to know. Semi-automatic means one pull of the trigger. One round leaves the chamber. Fully automatic. One pull of the trigger, multiple rounds come out of the chamber until either the trigger is released or all ammunition is expended. So basically, yet again, back to my first premise, you just want to ban guns. Just just come out and say it. Just 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 say it. You want to ban guns. Because by banning all semi semi-autos, you're basically banning all guns. Every legal gun out there is semi-automatic but whatever we'll we will move on their next uh thing is high capacity magazines okay um what's your definition of high capacity 5 10 15 20 30 40 60 100 you when they make many of these statements they never they never define what they want and i i i 
I'm pretty sure they do that because they're they're afraid that we're going to see right through them, which believe me, we are. That they just want to ban guns. They're just too they're just too scared to come out and say it. Look, it doesn't matter the size of the mag. It does not matter the size of the magazine. I refer you to a, a story from the Washington Examiner. Actually, two stories from the uh, Washington Examiner, in which they they address these uh, this thing. High-capacity magazines, so on and so forth. There's uh, one article called Six Reasons Gun Control Will Not Solve Mass Killings. And the truth is, is that magazines don't matter. It, it's a non-issue. Though, if someone wishes to do evil, they're going to find a way. Either with a firearm or without a firearm. If they're that messed up in the head, they're going to do evil. Next, universal background checks. Can you tell me a more disgusting, nonsensical term other than universal background checks? Just to let you know, all background checks are universal. The problem is, for those of y'all that have not filled out a 4473, and you don't know how the process actually works, because you've never gone through it, you've never actually researched it, okay? you fill out federal form 4473, you hand it to your uh, gun dealer, he gets on the phone, makes a phone call, as long as the information you gave is correct, not falsified, everything should be good, as long as everything is working, fine, the problem comes in is with the enforcement mechanism, basically when agencies fail to report to the NICS system what's going on with person A, B, C. They fail to report that, okay, person A is in federal is in federal prison for armed robbery. Person B is in uh, federal prison for terrorism, so on and, and so forth. When they fail to report these things, it degrades the NICS background check system. And that right there is the problem that we're having. So you need to address that problem. You need to address the enforcement arm of this. Because a law is only as good as its enforcement arm, as its enforcement mechanisms. If they're failing as they as they are to report, you're gonna get what you have what you have today, and that's failures for people who are prohibited from owning firearms from coming up in the Knicks background check system. Now, I did a lot of research on I did a lot of research on this one and I I learned something tremendous. I hate reading government forms. However, they want to in, they want to uh change or amend current privacy laws in regards to mental health. Okay, I got you. But wait a minute. What about Title 45? Can can you tell me about Title 45? Chapter A, Subchapter C, Part 164, Subpart E, Section 164.512, J, I, A, and B. Can 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 you tell me about that? Well, I can. So allow me to read for you that uh, Title 45 of the Federal Code, and it says, "Permitted disclosures: <clears throat> a cover a covered entity that would be a doctor." may, consistent with applicable law and standards of ethical conduct, use or disclose protected health information, that would be your health information, HIPAA, so on and so forth, or not HIPAA, but your mental health, medical records, so on and so forth, if the covered entity in good faith believes the use or disclosure, I, A, 
is necessary to prevent or lessen a serious and imminent threat to the health or safety of a person or the public, and B, is to a person or persons reasonably able to prevent or lessen the threat, including the target of the threat, or to I, is necessary for law enforcement authorities to identify or apprehend an individual. To A, because, a, because of a statement by an individual admitting participation in a violent crime that the covered entity reasonably believes may have caused serious physical harm to the victim, or B, where it appears from all the circumstances that the individual has escaped from a correctional institution or from lawful custody as those terms are defined in subsection 164.501. So you're asking for something that already exists? So your solution is more law to reinforce the law that's not enforced now? No, I, 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 we, we, better yet, why don't we enforce the law we have on the books and then see what, what, what works and what doesn't work? I don't know, maybe not. But you want, but on top of this, you want a list. You want lists. You do know that lists aren't going to work. The NRA is not, the NRA is going to stand in your way on that. And I, I don't, I don't blame them. Lists have been the, have been the destruction of, of millions of people throughout human history. Don't believe me? Ask everyone on, on Joseph Stalin's lists, his purge lists. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't, because they're dead. Next, the gun show loophole. I give up. <laughs> there is no gun show loophole. There is no... All gun sales, even at a gun show, have to be made by an FFL dealer, and they have to go through a background check. Don't believe me? Steve Crowder on YouTube has a 10-minute and 38-second video showing this exact thing. As a matter of fact, when you look up this video, there's like 10 other videos or more. I don't know. I didn't exact. I didn't exactly count. It was like 1.30 in the morning. However, there are multiple videos debunking this. Okay. Gun show loophole. Garbage. All right. Next. <laughs> Research. Okay. The Dickey Amendment, just to let you know, doesn't prevent the CDC from researching gun violence. What it does prevent them from doing is researching based on political ideology and agenda. It prevents them from doing politically motivated research. But they can research they can research gun violence all they want. I mean, you're talking about an agency who in 2017 got 11.9 billion dollars 11.9 billion almost 12 billion dollars you mean with 12 billion dollars you can't do some research you can't pay some you can't pay somebody to do a little research my question is the heck are you doing wrong so no the cdc has not been prevented from doing research the people in the cdc have prevented themselves from doing research to me i think the lazy just i think the lazy just runs deep haven't you ever heard haven't you ever heard the statement hey, well, it's good enough for government work i think that's what's going on not the they're prevented from doing it okay next thing age increase 18 to 21 okay so uh, you can sign up for selective service, a.k.a. the draft. You can join the military. You can get married, buy cigarettes, enter into contracts. You can fight and die in a foreign nation, Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam. You name the country, you can fight there. And carry a rifle. But you can't buy a gun. So, basically, Bobby Joe or who whoever can go out, kill a commie for mommy out and wherever wherever, you know, our politicians are, are sending us these days. 
come home, say, hey, dad, let's go hunting. Oh, wait a minute. I can't, I can't buy a hunting rifle. Seriously? All based on what? I have no idea. The 18-year-olds are, are somehow not responsible enough? Well, if they're responsible enough to enter contracts, if they're responsible enough to join the armed services, if they're old enough to sign up for the draft, they should be old enough to buy guns. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. And by the way, according to the research, the average age for a mass shooter is 34.7 years of age. Just so you know. However, the last two, the last two points, increase in mental health and school security, it's our only point of agreement. I agree wholeheartedly. Let's do it. However, I've got a couple caveats. Limited federal spending, limited federal involvement, more involvement at the state and local level. That's it. I think if we were to actually do that, if we were to actually focus just on that component alone, I think we would be able to focus our efforts at decreasing these mass shootings uh, at schools and whatnot. Well, that's it, and I will see you guys next week.